From the Torah, it's not clear where tefillin should be placed. It says, on your hand, you should put something between your eyes. It is not clear where exactly the tefillin should be put. So it comes along the Gemara, the Tarash of and the Gemara tries to figure out where the tefillin should be placed. And the Gemara brings the following discussion. So Omar Mar, Mar said, that Yadacha means Kibaris. Kibaris means the biceps. That's where the Tfilin Shayat should be placed. So the Gemara says, how do you know that? So the Gemara says, well, when it comes to the the, the head, the Tfilin Shalraish, we'll see it, it means the Goyva Shabaraish, the highest point of your head. That's where you should put your Tfilin. So too, the, the highest point of your arm, which is your biceps. So that's where the Tfilin should be placed. That's the first. Uh, Shot in the Gemara. The Gemara has another shot that it says, It should only be for you as an ice on your hand, on your arm. So if you hold it in your hand or if it's on the lower part of your arm, everybody could see it. But if it's on the upper part, it's on your biceps, that's typically covered. And there, and, and that, that's what the Torah means when it says, And the third reason born in the Gemara, which is probably the most well known, is that the Gemara says, you should put these words on your heart. So we learn out from there, that the placing of the tefillin should be next to your heart. And that's why if you look at your tefillin, you have the, uh, the, the yud should be close to your, the knot should be close to your heart. And we actually, the minute gets to tilt it in towards your heart. So either way, the halacha is very clear that the tefillin should be put on the kibaris, which is the biceps, and... That's where that's how you're yotzah, you're tefillin, your your mitzvah's tefillin. If a person does not put it on his biceps, so you're not yotzah. It's a bracha levatala. You're being mavatala mitzvah say by not wearing tefillin if it's in the wrong place. <clears throat> Comes along some of the rishonim. They they quote the sefer Shimusharaba, and they say that there's a concept of the plag hazraya, that the half of an arm. That really, the tefillin's supposed to be on the lower half of the upper arm. So picture your your biceps your pipes, your uh, Popeye, right? And you have the lower half of that. That's where the tefillin should be placed. Now, obviously, it has to be... It can only start from the from the, from the the biceps, meaning if it's all the way on the elbow, everyone agrees that you're not yet. So that's not called the kibaris. But it's supposed to be in the lower half of the biceps. And that's how the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah both, both say. They don't argue on this. And lechatchila, if, if you're teaching someone how to put on tefillin, so that's the way... You would teach them to, to basically draw an imaginary line in your upper arm. If you're a righty, your upper left arm, your left, your, your upper right arm, and the tefillin should be placed uh, from there at that point and lower, but not all the way to the elbow. <clears throat> How do you measure exactly the elbow? So the Piscuit says, take two fingers, and you should have somewhat of something like two fingers between the fold of your arm and, and where you place your tefillin. If a person already sees that the biceps is is uh, on an incline at that point, so then anyways, that's considered your biceps. You would be allowed to put tefillin on that part of your arm. Comes on the gra, and the gra says, I don't understand. There's no source in the Gemara that there's something called a plagzraya, half an arm. The Gemara says, alakibaris, it should be put, placed on the biceps, and... As long as it's on the biceps, it's fine. And that's how the Gura Paskins, he argues in the Shulchan Aruch, and he argues on the Shemusha Rabbah. So the Mishaburah quotes that L'Chadchila definitely should be put on the, the slope, the lower half of the biceps. However, there are certain times when you would want to be mako like the Gura. An example of this is, the Chayadam says this as well, is that 
let's say a person has a maka, he has a wound, or he has a cast on part of his arm, and it's let's say it's painful for him to put tefillin on that on that part, or it's there's a chatzitza. We'll talk about chatzitza, but let's assume there is an issue of chatzitza. There's a bandage on his biceps, so. If we go with the gra, perhaps you could put it a little higher, put it a little higher than usual, and it's still on, technically on the kibaris, on the biceps, and according to the gra, that would be fine. Additionally, let's say someone is very, is uh, is, is short, or you have these parmitsu boys that are, that are very small arms, and they get the huge periods filling. So if they're trying to copy what the adults do, and they're only gonna put it on their the middle the middle arm and below the plagsraya, it ends up, that their that their tefillin will end up right around the elbow, which would probably be puzzle, which would probably not be yaitza. So therefore, it's better to encourage them to start putting it a little higher. And as they get older, as they as they grow, hopefully their arms will grow as well, and then they'll have a little more space to put the tefillin on the biceps, and not be on the elbow. So those are the two times to uh, to consider that we could be more makel than. Then the the, the minog the minog is obviously the bottom half that's the shulchan aruch, but it could be more mikol. You know, often there are shadows that are asked, and people want to know about chatzitza. Do I make a bracha? I have a cast, and sometimes they do have space above the cast to put tefillin, and that's how the mishnah paskins and the chazanish writes that one is allowed to make a bracha, because that's how that's the ikrashita of halacha. We do not really paskin like the shimusha rabba, but we might as well we might as well put on the lower half. But it's not not the not not required halacha Again, just to repeat that, we have a minnow to tilt it a drop towards your heart, and it shouldn't be facing outwards. As as it says, it should be sima keneged halev. The Pais can write, the Malbim writes, that a person should roll up his sleeves uh, in as high as he can. Otherwise, you're going to be putting pressure on the tefillin, and, and over over time, over davening, it's going to get much lower. So if a person wears a tighter shirt, you just have to be careful that you could get as high as you can so it doesn't push the tefillin down towards your elbow. Now, how long do the ritzuahs have to be? So the Shulchan Aruch says that the Aruch Ritzua, this is in Simech of Zayin, Sivches, Aruch Ritzua, Shalyad, Kadesha Takev, Ezraya, V'yikshem Imenu HaKesher, V'timotach HaEtzva Emtzahas. So basically, it has to go the length of the arm, and you tie it to your fingers. That's basically the, the halachic requirement for tefillin Shalyad. And then he brings down Venoya again, the minig is to wrap on your arm six or seven krichas, which is funny. Why, why does the Shonar say six or seven? Just say six or, or say seven. What does it mean there's a minute to do six or seven? So I saw the Munkat Rebbe in his tshuva, in his Sefer, he writes that, he brings us, there's a, another discussion by Titsis when we wrap our strings around Titsis. So there's different numbers that we do. Whenever you're wrapping something, you have, using a circle so you don't always have a perfect number often you'll have let's say seven and a half krichas or by by tzitzis you'll have let's say you're doing um you're doing 13 you're, whatever you're doing you're going to have halves so he says that what the shulchan aruch means here is that you do make sure you have six full wrapping wrappings around your your arm and then you have you know one or two halves that were combined for seven there are those the piskachuva brings down that the svardim and many of the chassidim they will Make sure they do seven wrappings, not including the halves. So they'll have a little half, a little like one, you know, half, then seven, then another half. So it ends up being eight, but they want to have seven krichas. Now, in general, when it comes to, whenever it comes to to numbers of tyings, in halacha, usually the more you do, the better it is. Meaning, 
when you have a minimum shear, so you don't want to do less. So if you can take your chances, it's better to do more, and that's why uh, many will do it. They'll actually do seven and not just six. There are various minhagim how to tie your tefillin. There's all these, you know, some people try to make shins, and they want to make the, the, the shame shin, then a dalad, then a yod. Some place can work against it. One should definitely follow his minog. The one minog that the Ramah does not like, although some do this, is the Ramah says, Some wrap, they take their the, the ritsuas, the straps, and the first the first wrapping, they actually wrap it over the tefillin, in order to, to hold it in place. So the Ramah doesn't like that. There's a whole discussion of why why it's not good. Perhaps there's some type of bazillion on it, which is a tremendous chiddush because we put our sleeve on top of our tefillin that it's a, that's part of the mitzvah. So it's not so clear why it will be a problem. But you'll, if you want to look, the Shari Tshuva on the spot, Simon Chav Zayin, he goes through why some did do, did this practice and some avoided this practice. There's also a different minhagim when it comes to when you wrap it. There's the, the minhag, I think, Nusach uh, Svar type of Messiah is to wrap it that you go under and out. Every time you, you, you're wrapping it, you're going fur, away from the body, and then you bring it back and go above and out. And the Sechashkenaz is the opposite. They go under and back around. So they start the other way. So if you're borrowing someone's tefillin, just keep in mind that you're going to try to put on, let's say you dive in Svard, and that's your minog, you're going to put on, you're going to borrow someone's Nusach Ashkenaz tefillin, so it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to wrap it around. Mm-hmm. So it will be important to try to find the correct, to borrow the, the correct tefillin. There's other ways of doing it. If you would, if you, if, if a person is stuck in that situation, so you could either redo the redo the loop, or you could flip around the the bias, and you'll get to the uh, you'll get your the correct way to wrap it. But then you lose out on the yud. The yud will not be next to your heart. But if you need to wrap your tefillin, you don't know how to wrap it. So that would definitely be preferable than not using tefillin at all. Okay, so next week we'll get into the tefillin sharosh, and that's, you know, a common common mistakes that people make where, you know, you try to put on tefillin every day, but sometimes you look around shul, people are just not wearing tefillin in the proper place, and all it takes is just learning it once or twice, spend a couple minutes, and then for the rest of your life, you'll be able to remember that uh, how to put on tefillin, and it could be yaitza, your mitzvah. Okay.